Hello and you're very welcome to another episode of Poems for the Speed of Life. Today's poem is As I Began to Love Myself and it's not by anybody. There is no known author of this poem. As I began to love myself, I found that anguish and emotional suffering are only warning signs that I was living against my own truth. Today, I know this is authenticity. As I began to love myself, I understood how much it can offend somebody as I tried to force my desires on this person, even though I knew the time was not right and the person was not ready for it, and even though this person was me. Today I call this respect. As I began to love myself, I stopped craving for a different life, and I could see that everything that surrounded me was inviting me to grow. Today I call this maturity. As I began to love myself, I understood that at any circumstance, I am in the right place at the right time, and everything happens at the exactly right moment, so I could be calm. Today I call this self-confidence. As I began to love myself, I quit stealing my own time, and I stopped designing huge projects for the future. Today I only do what brings me joy and happiness, things I love to do and that make my heart cheer, and I do them in my own way and in my own rhythm. Today I call this simplicity. As I began to love myself, I freed myself of anything that is not good for my health. Food, people, things, situations, and everything that drew me down and away from myself. At first, I called this attitude a healthy egoism. Today, I know it is love of oneself. As I began to love myself, I quit trying to always be right, and ever since I was wrong less of the time. Today, I discovered that this is modesty. As I began to love myself, I refused to go on living in the past and worrying about the future. Now I only live for the moment where everything is happening. Today I live each day, day by day, and I call it fulfillment. As I began to love myself, I recognized that my mind can disturb me and it can make me sick. But as I connected it to my heart, my mind became a valuable ally. Today I call this connection wisdom of the heart. We no longer need to fear arguments, confrontations or any kind of problems with ourselves or others. Even stars collide and out of their crashing new worlds are born. Today I know this is life. As I began to love myself for a second time. As I began to love myself, I found that anguish and emotional suffering are only warning signs that I was living against my own truth. Today I know this is authenticity. As I began to love myself, I understood how much it can offend somebody as I tried to force my desires on this person, even though I knew the time was not right and the person was not ready for it, and even though this person was me. Today, I call this respect. 
As I began to love myself, I stopped craving for a different life. And I could see that everything that surrounded me was inviting me to grow. Today I call this maturity. As I began to love myself, I understood that at any circumstance, I am in the right place at the right time and everything happens at the exactly right moment. So I could be calm. Today I call this self-confidence. As I began to love myself, I quit stealing my own time and I stopped designing huge projects for the future. Today I only do what brings me joy and happiness. Things I love to do and that make my heart cheer and I do them in my own way and in my own rhythm. Today I call this simplicity. As I began to love myself, I freed myself of anything that is not good for my health. Food, people, things, situations, and everything that drew me down and away from myself. At first I called this attitude a healthy egoism. Today I know it is love of oneself. As I began to love myself, I quit trying to always be right and ever since I was wrong less of the time. Today I discovered that this is modesty. As I began to love myself, I refused to go on living in the past and worrying about the future. Now I only live for the moment where everything is happening. Today I live each day, day by day, and I call it fulfillment. As I began to love myself, I recognized that my mind can disturb me and it can make me sick. But as I connected it to my heart, my mind became a valuable ally. Today I call this connection wisdom of the heart. We no longer need to fear arguments, confrontations or any kind of problems with ourselves or others. Even stars collide and out of their crashing new worlds are born. Today I know this is life. One of the themes of this podcast, one of the recurring themes of this podcast and the inspiration I suppose for the title of this podcast, Poems for the Speed of Life, is the capacity of poetry to show us a new way of being, to show us the world in a different light, to show us ourselves in a different light. And I think this piece, as I began to love myself, ticks all the boxes here. The provenance of the poem is a fascinating story. Maybe 99.99% of the time when you find this poem online, it is attributed to the late silent movie actor and comedian Charlie Chaplin. But I think it's pretty well established that Charlie Chaplin had nothing to do with this poem. What seems to be the most accurate history of this piece is that it appeared in an English book in 2001, written by Kim and Alison Macmillan, but the words were all different. That book was, in 2003, translated into Portuguese, and it was only later when a section of the book was retranslated into English that we got something approximating what we have today. And then, through the virality of the internet, and various quotable graphics and memes, it starts to spread. 
So we don't know who the author is. It seems to be almost a collective authorship of the internet. The ideas and maybe the paragraphs can be traced to Kim and Alison Macmillan from their 2001 book that was titled When I Loved Myself Enough. But the version I read today and the version that does the rounds on the internet is without an author, as far as we can tell. The love of oneself is rare, I believe. Even when we see somebody who is hugely self-confident or maybe even arrogant or aggressive in their self-confidence and self-belief, it is, I think it's fair to say, often a facade or a front that is masking deeper insecurities. In a strange way, the more egotistical and individualistic society becomes, the more fragile the self becomes underneath. So I do believe that unconditional self-love is rare. And we've seen various figures over recent years of the rise in self-harm and suicide, often among younger people. I think it's fair to say dim view of oneself is probably way more common than a healthy one. So I think there's lots to learn in this piece, in this poem. Each little stanza is almost a perfect affirmation in itself. The different lessons in turn are authenticity, respect, maturity, self-confidence, simplicity, love of oneself, modesty, fulfillment, and wisdom of the heart. I think a few of these really jump out. Maybe none more so for me than wisdom of the heart. We often hear of these things of being led by one's heart or having a strong heart-led sensibility. And I confess that I often struggle with that. It is easy to think things through rationally. But even when we do that, even when we make a long to-do list and we set about ticking those to-do items off, we might find certain resistance to some of the items on that to-do list. And I think some of that resistance lies in the fact that the item on there does not align with the heart sensibilities. But how do we know what the heart sensibilities are? Maybe we know more accurately when that connection is missing than when it's actually present. I know that the heart doesn't think in English terms. You can't sit down and write a heart-led list. But I think as you step through the world, as you proceed, your heart will tell you, will communicate itself to you, will tell you when you are on track and when you are off track. So I think that wisdom of the heart piece, that as we connect the mind to the heart, the mind can become that valuable ally. I recognize that my mind can disturb me and can make me sick. I have certainly seen that on occasion after occasion, that problems of thought can quickly or slowly manifest themselves into problems of a physical nature. That idea of unease leading to dis-ease leading to disease. As I said, every stanza here has something important to offer. But the final one to pick out for me is the one on simplicity, about stopping stealing 
from one's own time, designing huge projects for the future. Today, I only do what brings me joy and happiness. That is a challenge, there is no doubt. It's a challenge even to have some activities of joy and happiness in one's life, especially when we might feel that we have a huge list of things to do, urgent and important things that might give us no joy and no happiness, but nonetheless need to be done. But I think as we move through life, as we gain that wisdom of the heart, as we find maturity, as we find self-respect and self-confidence, we will find a way to enhance the simplicity of our lives by saying no a little more often to things that don't bring us joy and happiness. Even if those things are things that we have done for years and even if those things bring other people joy and happiness, that does not mean that they need to bring you or me joy and happiness. Thank you for listening to this episode. You can get in touch with me by email at shane at shanebreslin.com. That's S-H-A-N-E-B-R-E-S-L-I-N. Or if you're listening on the Spotify app, you will find a question in the app underneath the episode. And that question will be something along the lines of what did you think of this episode? I would really be grateful if you could fill that in. Okay, thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got some value from it. And I'll see you again next time on Poems for the Speed of Life.